thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. So, uh, without further ado, I'll kind of get into the, the portion of what I want to focus on really for this presentation. And a lot of it has to stem like the world we're operating in. You know, we, we are in the sort of B2B to C world for advertising media. You know, while there's a lot of focus around the technology, technology stacks, the tools for ID management, relationship marketing, I think a lot of times what's been lost is, especially for brands who are trying to onboard themselves down this journey, down this roadmap is, what is the starting point? And it's always gonna be with the consumer. I typically remind people this kind of quote that, you know, the consumer is the only one who's guaranteed to win in this equation. You know, we can all be losers because consumers will fire you as soon as they choose another brand. And look, that that's all from a consumer brand. It could be a technology brand, it really doesn't matter. And a lot of this stems from the fact that the consumer impulse is always and always has been to punish a bad experience. And that plays out more dramatically than it does when they want to reward you for a great experience. So again, always want to bring it back you know, uh, front and center that it's the B2B to C business. And a lot of times where I see is the C is missing in the connotation. In other words, where's the consumer? Where essentially is the voice of the consumer? Because that's really the starting point for whatever uh, solution you're trying to build around is really understanding whom you are speaking to. I think the one thing that I've seen in this sort of current era, and I'll get into this notion of the machines, is that the average marketer, agency, media property, is a bit far removed from the actual consumer and what they really do. So I speak a lot of context about, well, that's not what consumers do. That's, that's not a thing. That's not what they really do. So moving beyond what the machines are doing and operating, you know, you have to spend time observing the consumer. So one of the things that I see lacking, quite frankly, uh, is where's the consumer intimacy? Where is your understanding for the emotional triggers that are, that are pulling them to make a decision? Because look, if you're gonna do journey mapping, you're gonna do ID management, you gotta be doing it against those things because those are the things that make a consumer go. So the whole idea is really not losing the consumer in, in, in with this notion that the machine is gonna take over and they're too smart. The machines are as smart as the people who inform them. I've seen great technology in form of very low human input that produced very little. I've seen average technology uh, informed with great human input that, that still got the job done. So a lot of the, the notion here is really to come back and center really understanding who the consumer is. So where does that start? I mean, life begins with the decision-making model of a consumer. In other words, how do they make choices about your product? And again, the machines, as I say, they will not save you alone. The human input is required. It's why there's a bias in even artificial intelligence because it is about who is building the AI and the machine learning. And are they doing it with or without bias? So if you can imagine if bias is in artificial intelligence, it's pretty much in everything. And again, this is not the B2B business. It's the B2B to C business. So start, start understanding the consumer, how they make choices, understanding their path to purchase, all of that is inherently critical to really start to map what type of technology solution you're gonna to get to, what type of ID management solution you essentially wanna to get to. And you know, it's great with some of the examples that we've heard in the presentation, some of the, 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 the paths you can take in terms of finding what is the right fit from your business model. I think there are a lot of marketers who need to go back to the beginning and understand who they're selling to because we don't see the level of intimacy that existed when a lot of these companies were birthed. And look, some of these institutions, they're half a century old. Some of them to go need to renew themselves. COVID rewrote the rules of consumer decision-making model behaviors. It changed foot traffic patterns. I mean, so much changed. So when you start to look at it, you almost have to look at what you knew two years ago is now obsolete for 2021 going into 2022. I think the next thing is when you think about identity mapping, it's complex. I mean, it's complex as you know what. So when you start to think about that, 
These are the facets that I would put in the wheelhouse. First, you gotta start with the voice of the consumer. I don't care if you're doing social media monitoring, surveys, insight reports, uh, you're, you're getting uh, feedback loops, consumer chat. The idea is you have to harness what they are actually saying in the moments that you are trying to attract them. Uh, then you obviously, you start to get into the relationship marketing. I mean, pretty simple. You, everybody wants and needs to be leveraging first party data, but they probably should have been doing this from the beginning since that is the signal that is indicative of where you're making your money, where you're gonna drive retention and who your future consumer could be, i.e. profiling them against your existing consumer base. The next thing is obviously just visual, just kind of the whole notion of an identity graph. What those solutions could be, whether you're building in-house, using a third-party company, uh, what have you. I think the last thing is customer lifetime value. You have to understand how your highest valued customer was created. Whether that success is is on the brand and you get to you know you get credit for that, or it's based on the affinity for the product and the love affair they had that made them a lifer, you know, five time iteration of owning the same vehicle, or it could be that it is the same uh, computing or technology products, the same uh, in home electronics. Either way, when you start to look at CLV, this helps you start to unlock how do you regenerate more than that, and how do these identity solutions essentially come into play for that. The next thing is really understanding the journey mapping. There is a symbiotic relationship between online and offline behaviors. People go in store to trial things, to go home to buy it. People go online to look at different options, to then go in the store and see it in real life and see if it's the thing they thought it was. I mean, so that we are using both channels to move across each channel. So when you think about the notion of identity, it's is there physical identity matched their digital identity? Is it intertwined? Is it completely separate? Is it totally divergent based on the business you're in? So when you start to look at those particular behaviors, that's very key to understand are they essentially intertwined so the ID mapping can run across online and offline? Or really are there two totally different identities based on your online and in-person consumer? And I think that's a huge thing that's been overlooked in terms of consideration. And really to sort of close this out, let's think about the, the consumer moments really dictate the media moments. At some point, you are actively in market, running media with all the technology backed up behind it, but you really have to understand that media strategy must align with the moments that comprise the consumer decision-making and their path to purchase. And if you looked at some of Google's research, I mean, we look at our phone 150 times a day. I mean, there's so many moments now. The notion of moment mapping is very much indicative of the consumer journey and decision-making mapping. So, hope you enjoyed it. Hope this gave you some context as a great starting point uh, to start to think about these great technologies that the, the rest of the panelists showed. Uh, thank you uh, so much, Albert. There's a tremendous amount to think about there. Um, you know, I have a question. Can you, when you try to link online and offline, can you give a good example of client work that you guys have done that, that I don't know that there's ever a utopian state of capturing every moment that influences the decision. <laughs> But can you give a good example of where you've been able to link online and offline identity uh, to drive a positive result for your clients? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, one thing we're going to see is this evolution from a data management platform to a customer data platform. Because look, if you're doing first party data, identity management, that's where you're going. It's customer first. It's not data because the consumer isn't data. In that context, we're ushering in CRM data customer lifetime data to make that evolution from the DMP to the CDP. But what is happening is we are mapping both journeys, in particular on our automotive client, where we're looking at contactless buyer patterns and then store visitation patterns. Now you can imagine what's going on with the epidemic around chip manufacturing, that less people are visiting, more people are in an online journey. 
waiting to get delivery or something like that. You have to start to look at these consumer shifts, even these societal shifts, and, and track them in parallel to see where your consumer is going. Or is it a different type of consumer, meaning Gen Z and millennials more online, boomers, Gen Xers offline. You have to start to understand a possible dichotomy that could be emerging because you may have to covet two different consumer types because their fulfillment preference is very different. So my urge uh, is not only to test, 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 is start to look at, based on discovery, trying to understand what is gonna be the lead horse for you in terms of the in real life purchaser or the digital journey purchaser, are they gonna be heavily intertwined? The same way that companies start looking at the different marketplaces of where they should sell to make the best profit, you have to look at consumer profile and their behaviors to understand the same notion of where are you going to make your next amount of money? Yeah, and certainly, in, and I know your, your agency does a lot of work in the automotive space where, where that purchase may come after literally decades, literally <laughs> yes. decades of influence that began with the car that you rode in with your parents, uh, the aspirations that you had for a certain model of car over time, uh, and then when you get to 30 years old, you buy your car, and let's call it maybe a 25-year journey there. So. Thank you for the, all of that great insight and uh, and the real thoughtfulness to what you guys are doing there. So absolutely, all right, awesome. Let's. Move